Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. The time has finally come at the time of this recording, just over 24 hours away from kickoff of the 2023 NFL season between the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs and arguably one of the hottest topics in football, the Detroit Lions. It is time for fantasy football. It is time for everything to be broken down. Myself, Josh, and Ryan are back after a full month of Women of Fantasy Football. Thank you to all of you that tuned in, donated, and hey, maybe you won a jersey while you were there as well. Thank you to everybody, but now it is time for the NFL season, the reason why we all do this. Let's get into it. Welcome into No Punt Intended, presented by Club Fantasy. I am your host, Joe Zolo. As always, Joshua Hudson, Ryan Weiss. Gentlemen, hello. Welcome back. We back, baby. We back. Let's go! Ah, so excited. It's about time. Now, I'm disappointed none of you said anything about my mini caption in the pre Oh, I saw it the moment that you you went single box, and I was just kind of like, all right, I got to find this underdog prop real quick, but that's the thing. <laughs> I don't talk about this Kelsey injury. So. Hey, hey, hey. Also involves Cooper Cup. So, ah, oh, fair. Yeah, it was, I thought it, his was, it was a hamstring. It's close enough. It's at the leg. Oh, Jesus Christ, Joe. It's, it's close enough. Close enough. That's how close, injuries work. Yeah. Uh, everyone already in here. Gators, ready. Scampers here. Elixirs. Hello. Been waiting for a while. Well, we're happy that you're here. And Caesar, he thought I started an OnlyFans, apparently. Um, I have. If you'd like to go subscribe, that would be great. I need another revenue stream. Um, just DM me separately on Twitter. We, we'll talk later. Okay. News and notes, obviously, the biggest one heading into week one. Travis Kelsey in what is presumed a walkthrough on a Tuesday game because they play Thursday. He hyperextends his knee. You're, there's no way they were practicing too hard on Tuesday because, <laughs> well, they played. That's basically like a Friday practice for NFL teams. Friday, light walkthrough. Saturdays, you're going through playbook stuff. Sunday game. How he hyperextended his knee is beyond me. There's been a few different things that happened, but questionable for the season opener. Offensive tackle Riley Reef for the New England Patriots goes to IR. Why this matters is because they still have now a worse left tackle, and Trent Brown might even slide over that way as well. It's going to be a shit show this week against the Eagles. They activate Farrell Brown because they're probably going to run a three tight end set because they don't have an offensive line. There you go. Daniel Jones restructured his contract. Why this is big. Obviously, if you're looking to sign Saquon Barkley, $6 million in cap space, extend him out over a year, et cetera, et cetera. Kadarius Tony is a go. According to Andy Reid, that is obviously a big plus for them, losing Travis Kelsey, presumably. Nick Bosa earlier today signs the largest deal for a defensive player in NFL history, five years, $170 million. It's a, why it's a good thing they're not paying a quarterback any significant money because yeah, that's why you can do like, shit like this. I, I mean, still, it's ridiculous. They they are going to have so many cap problems so fast. Here's the thing. Uh, the cap is fake and it doesn't oh, matter. I know this. Well, so... the cap's fake and they're going to have Purdy on this contract for what? Two more years unless he balls out and gets real pissed in a year. So, yeah, I mean, th three years, including this season. So, yeah. But five years, 170 million, 122 million, and it waives all fines. So if he gets fined, I believe the team pays for the fines. No, I think that was no, waiving the fines the for sitting out. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I was confused on that one. But why this matters to you, uh, if you have Najee Harris, he went from three yards a carry to one and a half this week. <laughs> so that's why it matters to you. Congratulations. Nick Bosa will have a field day against that bottom five offensive line or excuse of an offensive line that Pittsburgh trots out there week after week, year after year. Cooper Cup ruled out week one. Sean McVay said the other day uh, he's day-to-day -day and then came out today and said not ruling out the possibility of IR. If there's the queen of coach speak, it is Sean McVay. Well, Who knows be what's going to happen with Cup? 
Why is he Kyrie a queen to coach speak? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He just he feels like a queen. Doesn't feel like a king. <laughs> McVay just kind of feels like a queen. He dresses way too nice. Uh, he he looks I way think, too good. I think the issue with putting Cup on IR is McVay's playing with house money. Like they know he knows he's likely not back next year. Like why put him on IR? It also your team sucks this year. Uh, yeah. So put him on IR and oh see you're yeah I'd go the other way with it like he's 30 <laughs> what are you protecting him for so I don't know I mean he still probably has three years in him I agree but McVay don't care I don't know I just oh yeah think it, yeah but cup could also say for his health that I'm that's not fair playing, so yeah uh and the last one Saints rookie Jake Hayner I believe like less than two hours ago was just suspended six games for PEDs so really we saw those. We saw those rookie pictures. We knew he was on something. Well, welcome. <laughs> I didn't NFL. think it was PEDs though. But. <laughs> welcome to the NFL, Jake Hayner. You're doing it just like the pros. Good job. Right. Six games, P E D. Elixirs. There's a team in his league that's got Cup, McLaurin, JSN, and traded for Kelsey. Um, that that feels rough. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. JSN's uh, back. <laughs> yeah, hey, J- how yeah, about, that's how about crazy this? considering wrist surgery. Like, that's wild yeah. to me. How how about this? Uh, I heard my buddy text me today. He asked me who would rather Derrick Henry or Devontae Adams. I said I'd rather Devontae Adams, but I feel like it's a fairly even trade on both sides. It's PPR, so you assume Devontae Adams is going to get peppered. That's why I went Adams. Uh, he apparently trades away Derrick Henry. He now has Cooper Cup. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor on the same team. Ooh. And his starting running backs are Kenneth Walker and Javante Williams. So he's starting off the season real hot. Gambling. Yeah. Uh, gambling or just straight up bad, actually, <laughs> is is really what it is. Okay. Upsides. Wow. What's it been? Eight yeah, months we since these. we've done this? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Josh. Uh, Calvin Ridley, top five in Indianapolis. Jordan Love, top 12 quarterback in Chicago. J.K. Dobbins, top eight against Houston. I don't think the Calvin Ridley one is out in left field. Indy's Indy could vie for the. I, I, I just I have something I want to go through with this one. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay, so think about all of the notable wide receivers over the last like three years that have switched teams in the off season and then come out into their first game. Just look at last year, right? A.J. Brown. Debut against Detroit, 13 targets, 10 catches, 155 yards. A couple of years before that, DeAndre Hopkins in Arizona, 16 targets, 14 receptions, 151 yards. Stephon Diggs, same year in Buffalo, nine targets, eight for 86. Antonio Brown in 2019, when he went from Oakland, New England only played the one game there, 24 snaps he played, saw eight targets, four catches, 56 and a touchdown. Here's my favorite one, though. Hang on. Here's my favorite one. Deshaun Jackson. Philly traded a seventh-round pick to Tampa Bay to bring him home. Played three games all that year. His very first game, back with the team. Nine targets, eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. Are you forgetting Devontae Adams last year, 10 for a Bill 41 and a touchdown? (laughs) I I probably did, yeah. Yeah. I. Can you tell me Devontae Parker's first game statistics with the Patriots? Can you assure me Juju Smith-Schuster will have a good week? Considering the 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 Super Bowl back and forth between Juju and the Eagles secondary and the whole Valentine's Day card with uh, James Bradbury and the holding and all that, Juju is going to be lucky to make it off the field. Can I also request Marquez Valdez-Scantling statistics in his first game in Kansas City? So if we're just Probably cherry picking here, out. no, no, you're right. Calvin but again, uh, we're talking about good wide receivers here. For, excuse, let, it's, uh, <laughs> Mark Westvaldez Scantling. Excuse me. You dickhead. But more to the point outside of Kenny Moore, who the hell does Indianapolis have in that secondary to come? Yeah. That's a whole other uh, thing. Is that team could be rough. Shaq Leonard will be playing quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Quitty pay is playing safety. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I literally don't know anybody in their secondary side of Kenny Moore. No, Calvin really set up for a very good week. The one that surprised me was J.K. Dobbins because I avoided him like the Black Plague in every single draft. Why do you like? I mean, Houston sucks, but still, well, I was going to say eight. 
I'm going to let Josh plead his case, but I'm just going to throw out there. I'm the same as you, Joe. I've been super down on Dobbins. Like couldn't understand people being in love with him, no. but I'm certainly in love with him this week. <laughs> so Josh, Josh can go I mean, in. And that. that's really what it boils down to. I mean, you know, Houston, what? Yes, I understand they have a new play caller, but and a new defensive head coach most of that personnel is still kind of the same. Like, yeah, you have Denzel Perriman there in the middle and he, he typically is a good run defender, but that defensive line outside of uh, a rookie in Will Anderson, isn't all that like Sheldon Rankins has bounced around to a couple teams. Like there's not really anything going here. And just looking at from week 12 through the end of last season, they gave up the most fantasy points to running backs and averaged over 5.1 yards per carry allowed. What did J.K. Dobbins do when he finally came back off of the injury lifts over those the last like four or five weeks of the season? He averaged 6.2 yards per carry. And now you're talking about a system that is going to be spreading the offense out, creating even more running lanes with mismatches. This is set up for J.K. Dobbins to have like 150 yards on eight carries today or Sunday. Like, yeah. I'm all about it. I'm on board. Fair. Okay. Ryan, uh, I hate that the two-touchdown special is back. Oh, it's and... it's every week now, and I'm tracking it. So having... Are you tracking it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it doesn't happen this week, I need you to – I literally own a share of B. John Robinson in every fucking league because he. I had the middle-round pick, and that's that's – he was there. Yeah. You cursed him against a terrible defense this week. <laughs> Bijan Robinson, two touchdown special for Ryan this week. So if you have Bijan, sit him. Like I was seriously <laughs> contemplating sitting him this week because of Ryan's curse. The other ones, Antonio Gibson, top 20 against, I was mistaken. Arizona will be the worst team this year. Oh, yeah. Arizona will be the worst. I, I love this like cat and mouse game that Jonathan Gannon is clearly playing at quarterback. You're not getting any type of advantage I when the one quarterback today. you have to start is either Josh Dobbs or Clayton Toon. I'm sorry. D- did you see his hype speech for his what hype speech? Listen, the only what, thing that hyped me up for was a nap. What that felt like was if you ever worked in a grocery store like I did when I was younger. When the manager, after the end of your shift, at the end of the night, you were closing, you know, they give a little speech at the end of the day. That's what it felt like. Nobody wanted to be there. And we all hated it. We all hated our lives. That was, that's what that felt like. It reminded me of, it reminded me of Superstore. (laughs) Like if you guys have watched that show. (laughs) He was Glenn. Yeah. Uh, And then your other one, both quarterbacks, Tua and Justin Herbert, plus Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, that All is. I, I was going to say, I was going to need some uh, reference oh. there because you you did not specify which four wide receivers. I knew. So who I'm like, like, all right, this is going to be Ryan's out Josh? when it's like, you know, Josh. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean the four guys that were highly drafted in fantasy football. Josh Palmer. No, all four receivers and both quarterbacks will finish inside the top 12 at their respective positions in you know Miami. Means, right? It's going to be it's a Quentin Johnston day just because of that. Just no. because of that. That's fair. It's but... a Josh Palmer day. All right. You look at their Keenan game Keenan Allen will go out with a hammy. Mike Williams will just Don't bitch say out that. and not want to play. Let's just stop with the Keenan Allen injury talk already. <laughs> you already cursed Bijan Robinson. Go fuck yourself. Okay. There's no. <laughs> so rude. Absolutely so rude. Uh, I feel like the interesting one is actually none of them. Are, I mean, they're pretty straight up. The Miami Chargers game last year was a shootout. It so, wasn't actually. It was twenty three to seventeen. But there was a lot of truth, yardage. I want to say I made my prediction before I went and looked at the game, and I was hoping that my my the my findings would prove my prediction. Both quarterbacks. Well, I, excuse me. Herbert was top ten. Tua was a touchdown away, and three of the four wide receivers were all top ten in this game. Even though it was only twenty three seventeen, the one who missed was Jalen Waddle, not Mike Williams. So, like, even with it not being a shootout, the yardage was there. And then I'm expecting more points this year. Yeah, and Miami without Jalen Ramsey is even worse at corner. Exactly. Well, I mean, honestly, Miami with Jalen Ramsey would be Jones actually year, better yeah. for Mike Williams, year, but, but sure. Uh, yeah, there. <laughs> You got to be Eli Apple's a dolphin now. That's tough. Yeah. Wow. I was, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried about Miami's defense going into the season as a Patriots fan. 
Uh, outside of Christian Wilkins, they're a pile of shit. Actually, I did the they're same terrible. thing, Joe. When I was doing my projections, I like I started off with really high on them, and then they got very, very mediocre. <laughs> their secondary, their secondary is Xavier Howard. Yeah, who gets cooked. Javon uh, Holland is good. Congratulations, you have one, and he's a free safety. Yeah, I was gonna say he's gonna make the tackle when the uh, corners let the. No, exactly. I, I know that. I'm just saying, like they do, they do have. Hold know. on, let you know what you know what. Let's give let's give the safeties benefit of the doubt. Brandon Jones, okay, right? Let's just let's let's not even focus on safeties. Eli fucking Apple, Eli Apple, Cater Kahu, <laughs> fuck is that? Yeah. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, Perry Nickerson, Justin Bethel, Justin yeah, Bethel rough. couldn't be in the secondary on the Patriots. That's how bad he was. We it's literally rough. we we have Miles Bryant. He couldn't beat out Miles Bryant. That secondary's trash. Christian Wilkins may be carrying that team on his back. I take that back. Jalen Phillips is also very good. I like Jalen yes. Phillips. Jaylen but damn good. outside of their pass rush, holy God, they're bad. All right. My upsides. Uh commanders top five defense against Arizona. I'll let Ryan talk about this when it happens, but I was, sh- I, cause I normally just stream defenses now at this point. I was insane. They were available on so many of my waivers. So time out. Time out. <laughs> if you're drafting a defense, right? You have, you're drafting a defense in your drafts, unless you're taking like the Niners or like the, like the Niners are probably the only defense. That's like the pinnacle. You're probably starting them every week. Yeah. There's very few. You're starting every week. The Niners are one. I really can't think of another that I wouldn't be, you know, thinking Jets about switching Eagles. in. I say the Eagles are close. If you believe that all the the young guys are going to step up into the roles, yes, exactly. I, I would agree with that. The Eagles are close, but I don't think they're there yet. The Niners are pretty much a lock. They're a fantastic defense. The fact that people were just letting the Commanders Ever just done. not be drafted, and they're playing the worst team in the NFL, that blows my mind. Yeah, so every I, I practice what I preach. I don't draft defenses. I stream them everywhere. In every league where I do this, I was able to go grab the commanders. <laughs> That's <laughs> unbelievable. So it, it, let's get this straight. They don't have a bad defense. No, they don't. They, and don't. They, they, they actually, what's funny is without Chase Young last year, they still played up into the top 12, top 11, I think, overall fantasy yeah. defenses. They, they played their way up missing pieces and presumably – healthy and better this year what they're gonna do they're not they're not flashy they're not creating a lot of turnovers that their defense is not built to do that their defense is built to basically hold you to 17 points and their offense is built to score 21 that that is what ron rivera has built his team around but they have flashes of duran Payne shooting the middle montez sweat on the outside all these guys that can make big plays and they have they added into the secondary as well so I mean, they should they should have a five sack, potentially five turnover day against this horseshit Arizona Cardinals team. Jordan Addison, top twenty against Tampa Bay. What a bad secondary they have. Yeah. And Brandon Cooks, top twenty against the Giants. I'll talk about Cooks because I still, I got him in every league. I still don't understand how he was falling into like the twelfth and thirteen rounds of my draft. He is the number two receiver on the team that is probably going to throw the most of any team in the league. Jesus Christ. Josh, has you drinking this Kool-Aid now too? They are not going to throw the ball the most in the league. They're not even going to Well, they're not going to run it 500 times. They can't run it 500 times. They don't have the manpower. No, absolutely not. They're throwing the football. They're not going to throw the football. All right. Hey, regardless, Brandon Cook is going to have 150 targets this year. So I don't agree with Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I like Brandon Cooks a lot. Now here's here's a question that I'll bring up for our first start sit. This is an interesting league. My dad started this year because he was tired of the BS in his other league. You are not required to start a tight end in this league. So I did not draft a tight end. Oh man, this is like right up Austin's alley. Austin Amendola. It's quarterback in five flex options, running back, receiver, or tight end. You can choose to start five running backs, five receivers, or five tight ends if you decide to do that. And then you have a uh, defensive line, linebacker, DB, and two IDP flexes. I'm current, I currently have Cooks on my bench, and I don't feel good about it, but would you start Brandon Cooks over any of these guys? Travis Etienne in Indianapolis. DJ Moore against Green Bay. 
Chris Olave against Tennessee, Bijan Robinson against Carolina, Amon Ross St. Brown in Kansas City. Are you starting Brandon Cooks over any of those guys? Because I don't think I am. I don't think you can. I'm 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 good. So definitely not Amonra. Definitely not Bijan. The only one I would consider would be DJ Moore. Uh I'm sorry. Uh what is your week one teams when they switch to a new team thing? Okay, that look at the quarterbacks. That doesn't count. Off. Okay. You're the one that says they don't have a quarterback at quarterback. They have a running back. So Yeah, they don't. They don't. So unless it, DJ Moore is running for 90 yards, I don't but, think it's happening. But if he's I mean, throwing... he literally ran for 90 yards on his first <laughs> touchdown as a bear. He actually, he actually, what happened was he actually ran 64 because Justin Fields yeah, ran the ball exactly. behind him. Justin Fields' air yards in that game was negative two. So I, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying you brought up that. And, and Jair Alexander over everybody on the Colts. So DJ Moore is open on 99% of the routes that he runs. So we're we're good. Jair, Jair Alexander is hot and cold as well himself. All right. One start sit as well. Elixirs, Jahan Dotson, Christian Watson, DJ Moore. Uh, and a standard, Justin Fields is a quarterback. So this is a standard. We need to sit one of them. I mean, this Definitely question might be answered Dotson. for you. Watson... Popped up on the injury report. I think he'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. Hamstring injury. But I would sit Dotson. I wouldn't. That's the guy that I want playing. And all honesty, I'd probably sit Watson just with the injuries. Uh, I like the I double points for DJ Moore. So, yeah, I was well. And then in a standard league, DJ Moore, you're not so much worried about the reception total. You're worried about the yards after catch and what he could do. So I'm good with DJ Moore, where Watson might be more of a volume play against this Bears defense. Dotson's the wild card because McLaurin's playing, it looks like anyway. Um, if McLaurin's not playing, then I would agree with you. Dotson's the start. Because the issue I think is even that, if he plays, I'm still rolling Dotson. I think that connection between him and Howell is so damn good. And Dotson scored, what, eight touchdowns last year in yeah. like, 11 games or something they Same just thing might be done Watson, like they might be done throwing at halftime maybe halfway through the second quarter <laughs> they could be up 42 to nothing <laughs> yeah. i don't know i did sit watson how about that sit christian it, watson there you it, go it's my old rule from last year i don't fuck with questionable guys so i'm gonna sit if there's an injured player i'm sitting them so. there you go all right from through ex james connor or michael thomas in the flex this is uh, rough because of how bad Arizona could be this week. I I mean, the other thing with that, too, is do they just not give a shit and just hand the ball to James Conner the entire game? It, it, it I, could certainly be a volume play. I would go if Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas plays, which it looks like he's going to. I'm going to start him. I yeah. want no, and we'll get to it here in the next segment. I want nothing to do with James Conner. Yeah, same this week. Nothing. How about the entire season? Uh, Michael Thomas is playing Tennessee's defense, which uh, if you haven't been watching the show at all for the last, like, I don't know how long we on seven years, uh, Tennessee hasn't improved their defense. And I've been yeah. shitting on them ever since they're there may, a bottom there five defense. More, there may be some more shitting on the Tampa Bay defense coming up later. And uh, Tennessee, Tennessee defense, sir. They're playing Tennessee oh, sorry, this yeah. week, but we can also shit on Tampa's defense because their yeah. secondary has also been ranked yeah. towards the bottom of the NFL pretty much every year. Uh, over the last five seasons, Michael Thomas is the guy. James Conner. Yeah, go with MT. James Conner. I mean, e even even if it was a decent matchup, which it is not, it's a very bad matchup for him. Uh, still tough. Michael Thomas is a really good matchup. Cade, uh, trade question: Saquon for Pollard and Rashad White. I'm keeping Saquon. I would also probably keep Saquon because to me, you're trading one guy to you're trading for two guys that are going to give you the production of one guy. Yeah. So I, I would need to know who you would have to cut for this two for one. I, I like Pollard clearly more than these two do. Um, It's a little bit closer for me, but I don't know if the guy you're cutting makes this worth it because that's always a part of a trade like this. I like Pollard yeah, as I'm well. Way out on Rashad White. So. But yeah, to, Josh hates Rashad White, so this was never Rashad White is the guy you're cutting in this trade for Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not against Tony Pollard, but from I'm just guessing because again, I know how I draft and how everybody else drafts. Pollard's probably trotting in as your RB one. I don't like that. I was if Pollard was going to fall to me to be an RB two, 
I would have been okay with that. I would have drafted him as my RB2. I just think his his efficiency is going to go down this year. But I'm not against Pollard. I just think you're trading you're trading one guy who's going to give you the production of both of those guys. Yeah. That's that's the only thing. That's all. So, but it is an interesting question. Who is he dropping? So, all right. Now now to my favorite part because now we get to just talk bad about people and teams most, and this is great. Negative, the most negative the most, man in the business, everybody. The most well, I don't know about that. I I'm pretty sure you are. What business specifically? Cuz I feel like there's there's a lot bigger names that are a little more negative than I am, you know. The club fantasy business. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh know. my god, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I'm like the devil. What do you mean? All right. Josh, James Conner outside the top 24 in Washington, as we talked about. Deshaun Watson outside the top 15 at home against Cincinnati. Dallas Goddard outside the top 10 in New England. Who would you like to chat about? I mean, we talked about Conner. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody else you'd like to kind of emphasize. I mean, I'll touch on Deshaun Watson just because everybody seems to be all in on him being a top 10, top 12 quarterback this year. He ended up inside my top 12. I didn't love it when I did my projections, but... When you just looking at how he ended last season, the perceived change in offensive structure this year that they're going to spread the ball out more, which I'm still not buying until I see it. Um, But since his defense is pretty good, like they get uh, a woozy a back, which is going to only strengthen their secondary and. Watson looked like dog shit to end last year, and he really didn't look that great this preseason either. But did you see the video they posted of him throwing that five-yard dot walking off the practice field Oh, into the net? Did you see that? That that just tightens my pants, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm just, hey, (laughs) loosen the belt. That's all I'm saying, all right? I'm just, I'm not buying it. I, I know this game, I have the feeling this game is going to be probably very low scoring with Joe Burrow having missed a lot of the preseason, supposedly being good to go. There's a lot to like on Cleveland's defense. There's a lot to like on Cincy's defense. They always seem to play each other tough. It would not surprise me if this game was like 15 to 12. To speak on Josh's thing about defense, they do get Cheeto back. I'm not – Mike Hilton is not good. Let's get that out there. The nickelback is terrible. Cam Taylor Britt – Cam Taylor Britt flashed a couple times last year. I was going to say, young kid. Yeah, young. We don't know. It's his second year. I'm not a big fan of him. Dax Hill has yet to show anything. He was their first round pick last year, basically to replace Jesse Bates. And then Nick Scott over from the Rams. I don't love Nick Scott. He's okay. Uh, their front seven. I was gonna say they have a solid front seven underrated. that can help. So yeah. yeah, Logan Wilson is probably behind Fred Werner the best coverage. And they added Miles Hill. Murphy in the draft, right? Yep. They did add Miles Murphy. And that was just a steal at the end of that draft. Ironically listed third on the depth chart at left defensive end. So he will probably come in on pass rushing downs, but here's the thing. He he's not playing over Trey Hendrickson or Sam Hubbard. It's not but those guys can't be playing ninety five percent of the time. This gives them the ability to get those field in certain situations. And they also drafted him Trey Hendrickson is the last year of his deal. They're not going to re-sign Henderson. They're going to play Miles Murphy in that position next year, or they'll swap Sam Hubbard to that side, move Murphy up on number one to left defensive end. So they drafted him to replace Trey Hendrickson. And the also another one rule is you can't have too many pass rushers in the NFL. So take one in the first round, take the best guy available, especially that late in the draft in the first round. They have a good defense. DJ Reader and BJ Hill, very good on the inside. When DJ Reader, I'm sorry, I'm, who am I thinking of? Is it DJ Reader? Yeah, when DJ Reader is in the game for the Bengals, they're a top 10 run defense in the yeah, I was going to say, you pulled this stat out a few, it might have been last year or a few years ago, but when he plays, they their run defense. Their run defense is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, it's Nick Chubb, so I don't think it matters this week, but <laughs> that when DJ Reader is in the game, they're a top 10 run defense in the NFL on might average. Only, when he, Chubb when might he, only get 4.9 yards per carry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Reader doesn't play... I believe they are bottom 12. So their run defense is much better when DJ reader is in the game at nose tackle. All right, Ryan, before we get to you, uh, would you take Michael Thomas over Debo Samuel? Uh, I'm guessing this is start sit, not trade. Cause I'd yes. probably still hold Debo in a trade start sit. 
They both have good matchups. Pittsburgh's defense isn't great, but I always lean on the side of even if Pittsburgh's defense isn't great, it's still Pittsburgh, and there's something about them, especially when – are they at home? I think they're at home. Pittsburgh's at home. Yeah, I would go Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is in the Dome. Yeah, and it's – if Michael Thomas was playing a challenging defense, you could maybe sway me, but I'm not scared of Tennessee. Yeah, give me MT in this one. Dang. Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas, yeah. D- Debo, again, has a good matchup. I always just, I don't know why. It's Pittsburgh at home. There's just, it, again, it's you're like, wrong. It, it, there's just teams, no matter how bad they are, you're just worried about the defense or how they play at home. I'll say it's to the end of the time. I don't care how bad the Red Sox are. If they sneak into the playoffs, they're winning every game at Fenway. Be worried about them. Yeah. It, you're not, you're not, you're not even worried about them. And there's just certain teams that you just know and you're just, you're not worried about that. So, yes. Debo has a good matchup. Just beware this week. There's always that little inkling that Pittsburgh could pull it out. Uh, Harris got Chase, Olave, Keenan Allen, and Godwin. Should he trade Godwin for J.K. Dobbins? I mean, he's got three solid receivers, potentially sure up running backs, but... but... This is what I talked about. If you need a running back this week, it's probably still worth it to get this first week one dub. Um, I don't hate the trade. I hate Dobbins, plain and simple. I don't think he stays healthy. I'm not completely bought in that. Like I saw an article yesterday where like this backfield is his. I don't think Gus Edwards is just going to go away either. I'm not saying he's going to completely is pretty good. Yeah. And so I'm not sold on Dobbins over the season. However, if you want to buy a week one, win, go get 30 points from JK Dobbins in week one. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I'm assuming he went chase Olave Keenan Allen. That's, that's my assumption. I don't know the league, but I imagine it was one, two, three. Olave could have been three, Allen four, so he may have a Correct, running back yeah. in the middle there. So. Potentially, yeah, potentially. I saw Chris Olave go a lot in like the late second round. So. Yeah, he's been moving. Yep. Here, so. Here's what I will say on this subject: you can find pop wide receivers. Yep. On you can't waivers. find a pop running back. You can't find it's a very difficult. Back. <laughs> yeah, you can't find a starting running back. You can't on find waivers. a running back actually, and especially when you're giving up a wide receiver with a very shitty quarterback situation. Yeah, where you're never going to feel comfortable starting said wide receiver, especially when you have Chase Olave and Keenan See, Allen ahead of them. Go get J.K. Dobbins in this, and that's fair. Okay, so you almost lost me, but you're absolutely right. You're never going to start Godwin over these three ever. But I am just. I have this feeling this dude could see 140 targets this year when Baker Mayfield so, just is panicking. You know, okay. Oh, well, then I'll throw this day. out there. Uh, Deontay Johnson had 140 plus targets last year. Did you ever feel comfortable starting him? I no, mean, I did. never. Not even for a second. I wasn't hated okay. it. Okay. You're, you're basically looking at 2022 Deontay Johnson with Chris Godwin this so, year. So, Josh, I promise you. I promise you that was the comparison I was going to make. <laughs> so, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah, that's basically what it is. 140 because there's no way on God's green earth that you will have me buying into the idea that Baker Mayfield is going to turn Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in a top 24 wide receivers in fantasy this year. What do you mean? It's got that dog in his first. (laughs) Got that dog in him. What do you mean? What do you mean? You got that dog in him. Come on. Dude, he's been taking notes from Shador Sanders. He's just like, what do I got to do to be that guy? Like I'm a dog. Those notes aren't going to matter when he doesn't have any a healthy offensive lineman. No offensive lineman. He's fine. Your, He's your fine. deep wide receiver is already hurt. Doesn't, doesn't not happy with this contract. Issue. Not even an issue. Calm not down. Happening. It's fine. Kirk Cousins or Anthony Richardson, ironically, was faced with this decision in a draft. Yeah. I ended up going Anthony Richardson solely <laughs> based on the fact he could probably run for a thousand yards this year. Because I don't think he can throw. So I'm going Anthony Richardson solely because You're there's a good chance he right? over 100 yards this week. Yeah. I'm going to go Cousins against Tampa Bay, though. Yeah. yeah it's good if, if we're asking for week one, the answer is Kirk Cousins. For the whole season, the I'm fine on betting on Anthony Richardson. Yeah. But this is that that instance where when you take an uh, Anthony Richardson in your draft, you want to kind of bookend them with a, a somewhat decent, exactly, you know, yeah, like white or a quarterback it. with a floor, and that's Kirk Cousins this week. Let, let's see how Anthony Richardson does. That's kind of what I want to see first. I want yeah, to see. He's got him a tough act. test week one. I'll, I'll I was just say that. with Precisely. no 
with, with one proven wide receiver who was mediocre last year and nothing behind him in the backfield. It's going to be uh, uh, potentially Zach Moss broken, broken arm Zach Moss. <laughs> you mean yeah, Utah baby. Ute Zach Moss? I mean, let's be or... clear here, though. Is Anthony Richardson not in just the exact same position that Justin Fields was in last year? 100%. So? 100%. Yeah. But, and how many weeks did it take Justin Fields to get going? Shut up. Shut up. I need Anthony Richardson. Yeah, it was about four or five weeks in. Yeah. Shut up. I mean, he beat the Niners in week one in that hurricane. So. Do you want to know why? Running back. Running back. Pre- pretty yeah. sure Indy's hey. in a dome. So no, there's no, going to no, be no, 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 no. slide on that nope, field. They're going to so. they're gonna open the doors open and up. open the dome. <laughs> Monsoon immediately, and, and they have to keep monsoon. it like that for the whole game. Yeah, they're famous. They can't like that. change it. So Anthony Richardson, it's going to be Anthony Richardson, 150 yards on the ground. Trevor Lawrence, 120. There, there you go. go. So excited. I, I hope not. All right, I'll get to these other ones here. I just want to get to those ones that came in before we go to Ryan's downsides. Joe Burrow outside the top 10. You already kind of talked about it with the thinking it'd be a low score game. Yep. Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook outside the top 20 in the no touchdown special goes to the greatest name in the NFL, Chigazimo Conquo. I'm doing this every week, too, so I'm going to track both of these. So I'm so excited for you to go absolutely goose egg <laughs> the entire season. Oh, oh for 30 Honestly, I think he's going to have a much better chance of hitting on the zero touchdowns than the two touchdown weeks. Remember last year when he called four tight ends to not even have a reception? No, 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 and no. They, they both were like top three tight ends. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. I don't. Oh, okay. I, 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 I don't remember this. I you remember what I was downside. calling. You literally, uh, well, also on the upsides too. Yeah. You said, you Where said I started five tight end. They didn't, yeah. they didn't get a target. So <laughs> I want to know yeah. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook though, outside of the top 20. Obviously split backfield, Brees Hall coming off an injury, Dalvin Cook learning a new system. I, I don't think I need to go into much more, but I'll throw in the Bills only allowed 18 points per game to running backs last year. So when you split that between two hurt guys, that's nine points each. You're not going to be very happy about starting those guys. Now, the biggest worry for me to be wrong here is that Brees Hall is healthier than I thought because I am legitimately concerned. Dalvin Cook just got into practice like a few days ago with his shoulder injury. He is the bigger concern here. I know everyone's worried about Hall and the ACL, but we've seen people bounce back from that. So the biggest threat to this being wrong is that Dalvin Cook isn't ready and Brees Hall is because then we could see Hall get all 18 of those points and all of a sudden he's a top 10 running back. That's the largest concern of this being wrong. If they are going to split time between two hobbled guys against a still good Buffalo defense, I'm not worried about these running backs. I, I wouldn't start either one this week. I'm a little surprised that the 18 points per game for Buffalo allowed. I didn't think their run defense was anything great last year for fantasy purposes. You know, obviously seems pretty good, but it was man. They they had they keep Matt Malone. They lose uh, Tremaine Edmonds, which he was a very good run stuffing guy. So their second level isn't as strong. This year, in a lot of their their edge guys are not run stuffing guys at all. No. They are they no are pass rushers. So Ed Oliver really and is, Hall have the speed to hit the edges. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but also, I mean, Gregory Russo is six foot six and he's got a good wingspan. Yeah, he's got a great wingspan. And Leonard Floyd is also quick. One of his things, if he's not rushing the passer, he is very good at containing the edge. Or if not, he's able to at least run him down, only push him out of bounds for one or two yards. Uh, biggest thing, Jordan Poyer, if he comes up into the box, I mean, that's that's your best line. Well, and they brought in um, Taylor Rapp from Buffalo, or from St. Louis, so they can actually cycle their safeties a little bit closer. Yeah, what did I say? St. Louis. St. Louis. Probably, <laughs> Good Lord, <laughs> I am old. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the, the fucking thing Rams is, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, is they currently only have, if, they, if they're going to run they could legitimately run a quarter package yeah, and or a dime package and trot out your nickel corner and then put Taylor Rapp in the in the box. They could also even put Jordan Poyer there because Poyer's getting older. That's kind of what I was thinking is moving Poyer up and, and Rapp back. Yeah. So, Yep. All right, before we get into my downsides, King, I think Oahu, uh, half PPR start this week. Jamal Williams against the Tetons. Or Monty against the Chiefs. So you're looking at the guy who took over for Jamal Williams, who had a career year. Uh, both presumably pretty good matchups. 
uh, both presumably probably splitting time in their backfields, but both probably the number one guys on the goal line when they get there. So who are you liking, Jamal Williams or David Montgomery, Josh? Oh, this is Montgomery. It's not even a question to me. Okay, Ryan? Love both, but uh, I am not sitting Monty against the Chiefs. The only way Detroit has a chance in this game is keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. We could see 20 carries from David Montgomery pretty easily. Yeah, and Jamal Williams is going to run right into Jeffrey Simmons. And David Montgomery, without Chris Jones there, has free reign, baby. Motherfucking Jeffrey Simmons. Dog. Dog. Love Jeffrey Simmons. Got that dog in him. He got that dog in him. (laughs) He got that dog in him. Uh, yeah, Jamal Williams matchup is very enticing outside of Jeffrey Simmons. Nobody, not, e- not even a lick of shit on that defense could stop Jamal Williams, but <laughs> no Chris Jones. Yes. Nick Bolton is a worry, but the lions have a top five offensive line. If not the best offensive line in the NFL, arguably. And like Ryan said, they got to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands go with David Montgomery and he will still also have his opportunity out of the backfield as well to catch some passes. Um, And uh, if any indication last year, Detroit's really good at getting inside the five yard line and not scoring. So they will just hand the ball off. So that's perfect. They're really good. I was like, what are you talking about? But you mean like not, not scoring. They're they're really good at getting inside the five, but not scoring. Yeah. I was like, very well inside the five, but yes, they're very well inside the five, but yeah, now it it was, I didn't know how to word it, but you got where I was going. Yes. We got there in the end. Chaz money poker flex spot, Darren Waller, Javante Williams, or Dion Jackson. What a whirlwind of names (laughs) right there. Darren Waller. You cannot bench Darren Waller yeah, no. <laughs> at all. Like that's Darren Waller, right? Like I'm not. I'm not trying to second guess anything here, but Darren Waller. Yeah, don't get cute with this one. This is Darren. First Waller. of all, who is your starting tight end? Right? I'm guessing it's got to be Andrews because you're not asking over Kelsey right now because you're likely to bench Kelsey and then just start Waller. I'm guessing you must have Andrews if you're considering starting another tight end over Waller. Yeah, and a flex. Yeah. If Javante Williams was healthy, I mean. Right there. Javante Williams. I love the matchup against Vegas this week. They don't really have a run stuff outside of divine Diablo and he's second level. So, but yeah, Darren Waller, Higby, Dalton, Kincaid, Ryan. I'm not playing games with rookie tight ends. Plus it's PPR and Tyler Higby is the only wide receiver that Matt Stafford actually knows the name of. Give me Tyler Higby. Uh, Tutu Atwell, bitch, Josh. Uh, yeah, this is Higby. I, I don't love it just because last year was like the least sexy hundred target season I've ever seen in my life. But again, it, it just boils down to a rookie against a really good defense. Let me, let me see it first. G- give me Higby, especially with Cooper cup out. All right, Mike. So, so don't listen to me, but just in case this is right, Dalton Kincaid, <laughs> just in case this is right. Fucking, fucking Joe. <laughs> just in case this is right. Don't listen to me, but just in case it's right. Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> Dalton Kincaid. Right? Dalton Kincaid. I, I just, it's so like v- the vanilla of vanilla, Tyler Higby. Yes. Just vanilla. Not even, so, not even Tahitian vanilla. Just no, vanilla. <laughs> no, like New York street cart vanilla. Terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. All right. I've been to New York many times. I don't remember vanilla on the streetcar. I don't know. There's a there's a there's an ice cream there's an We're ice cream place up here. There's an ice cream place up here that makes a bunch of different vanillas: vanilla bean, French vanilla, all these things. And one and of them is vanilla. New York vanilla. Interesting. I, I had no idea. Uh, hey, the more you know, right? Yeah, I love it. This yeah. is such so, a fucking learning experience. Yeah, it it really is. My picks: Ramondre Stevenson outside of the top ten against the Philadelphia Eagles. I was, I was saddened and shocked to see that from you, Joe Lola. You shocked? Have you seen who we are as a team? I was I, betting I that the, I, I didn't I think was you were going to go at Patri- I was betting the Patriots as a team will have under 150 yards total offense. We suck. We suck. Okay. Colts running backs combined for less than 65 yards rushing against Jacksonville. You want to know why? And all the rushing yards. And they <laughs> suck. So there it's twofer. And uh, just because I will continue my hatred of Ohio State quarterbacks, and I really do think <laughs> this is a strong possibility, oh, CJ Stroud throws three interceptions against Baltimore I, this week. I might I might take the over. 
like, like, like I, I wanted, I was, I, I was struggling with the third downside because I was looking. at I'm like, I feel like everyone has decent matchups, and I was the first one to fill out the sheet too. I was like, okay, you were. Let's talk yeah. about the shock of the century going in and seeing Joe's picks in first. What's up, baby? Uh, I, I was struggling, and I was sitting there. I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I'm not really sure. I don't. I didn't feel like there was like one really big one that I could go after. Fuck it, CJ Stroud, three interceptions against Baltimore, feel really good. But Ramondre Stevenson, obviously the big one. The two leagues I have him in, I'm sitting him, and I drafted him in the second round. I'm sitting Ramondre Stevenson because I truly believe that New England gets ass pounded this week by the Eagles. It's it shouldn't even be close. It, if the Eagles allow a true touchdown to the Patriots, they should consider the game a loss. That is how bad this offense is. Okay, Joe. We so, don't have a backup on, on, on. quarterback. So Joe, we don't should... have a running back. We also don't have a left tackle. So are you saying Ramondre Stevenson for the season could end up being a bust? Like you think your offense is no, that bad? No, no, oh, no, okay, no, okay, okay, okay. No, no, you no. You just no. think this Eagles defense just scares you a little bit. Ryan, there's one good player on this offense, and it's Ramondre Stevenson. Well, that that's fair, but yeah. you're you're sitting here telling me how your offense isn't going to get 150 fucking yards, and if you get a touchdown, that's a win for the week. That doesn't speak a lot of you know, confidence Is, into Ramondre Stevenson. Facts. What what were what were the two defenses that we said you could start every week without issue? San Francisco, Francisco probably Philly. Yeah. That's fair. I'm just making sure. Ramondre Stevenson against the fucking Dolphins, 55 points. Not I'm even just saying. I, You've, I've drunk a lot of the Joe Zolo Kool-Aid, and I have a lot of Ramondre Stevenson in my life, and now you Good. have me very worried. You, as, you, as you very well should, okay? As you very well should. This week, sit him, because it's not going to be pretty. Well, let me throw this at you. Same game. DeAndre Swift over Ramondre in my 32-team league. <laughs> no, that's a that's a split backfield at that point. Okay. You just, at, at that point, that straight volume, Ramondre Stevenson might have okay. 55 yards. Okay, but there's so also not that bad. The, the thing that could bite me in the ass here is I don't know how Bill O'Brien's going to operate his offense, but from yeah. what I know, he doesn't like to dink and dunk. That's from what I know to running backs. He's not the biggest fan of dinking and dunking. So that could hurt Stevenson. But if he, if Bill basically says this guy's your best receiver on the team, which he is, that's the thing that could bite me in the ass here is reminder. Stevenson could easily have eight receptions out of the backfield. That's the thing that could bite me in the ass. Outside of that, he's pr I he's probably under sixty yards on the ground, unless he miraculously breaks one. I just don't feel very good about this offensive line. They're going to have to run in between the guards. That's where the strength is on this offense is in between the guards. Their tackles are trash. Yeah, so they need to run in between the guards, and I don't feel confident on their interior matchup compared uh, compared against Philly. I think yeah, Philly I mean, wins Fletcher that match. Cox, Milton Williams, Jalen Carter, Jaylen Jordan Carter. Davis, Jordan Davis, yeah. Jordan Davis. You could have just said and be done with. Yeah, I just i I think I think overall Philly is a better matchup in between the guards. The only thing that is keeping Stevenson out there is they might spread him wide like they did with James White and keep Zeke in the mm -hmm. backfield for pass protection, which is what they did previously. Is they would spread White out wide and they would keep a guy like Brandon Bolden or somebody else in tight to protect the quarterback. Stevenson could be that guy, and he could get a good matchup against the safety or a linebacker if he spreads out wide. And we but, saw how great Ezekiel Elliott was at blocking on his last play as a Cowboy, so we know it's going to work out great. <laughs> yes, sir. But, yeah, I just beware with reminder Stevenson. I That is why he's on here is because I was so fucking high on him, and you know if I'm putting him there, and I'm sitting him in both of my leagues that I have him, don't play him. Okay, stream of the week's Ryan... Go for it. Week one streams of the week, all players available in more than 50% of ESPN leagues. And I'm going to drop the full article on this tomorrow. Told you we were going to pick on the Tennessee defense. I'm going to start with Derek Carr. Titans gave up the fourth most points to fantasy quarterbacks last year. And Derek Carr himself actually dropped 24 points in them when he was still a Raider last year. Love him this week. Love his weapons. And that brings me to the tight end. It's going to be Jawan Johnson taking on the Tennessee Titans uh, there with the uh, New Orleans Saints. They actually gave up the fifth most points to tight ends last year, but I found this interesting. Six touchdowns they gave up. They were all multi-touchdown games to tight ends. I might have picked the wrong guy. It might be Jawan Johnson with two touchdowns this week. And starting with defense, you already knew it was coming. The Washington Commanders taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona was already giving up the 10th most points to defenses last year. 
and they actually got worse this year. Love the commander's defense, and those are the week one streams of the week. Remember when remember when Kevin Byard was within a minute? I like it. Oh, Good job, oh, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm literally looking at the clock, counting it down. Good job, Ryan. Yeah. Woo! Go for, Ryan. Every, for everybody wondering why we're happy. We're gonna start turning my streams of the week into YouTube shorts, which need to be less than a minute. So that's what I'm going for. <laughs> Here we go. Uh Kevin Byard, not good. Just just a reminder. Yeah. Just a reminder. <laughs> not good. Okay. Not good. He is the over he is Duran Harmon. That's it. He's a flashier Deron Harmon. And if you don't know who Deron Harmon is, that just made my point further. There you go. Point proven. Point proven. Uh, my P corner, it is back. Yes, my P corner is back. Now it's the play fade corner. And I'm going to make this easy for you. This is the matchup I pick every week. It's just the Patriots, whoever they play, since I know them best. Uh, you're playing nobody and fading everybody. I cannot stress enough how much of an embarrassment this game is going to be for the Patriots organization. It is going to be so fucking bad. So bad. The only thing that could maybe make this okay is that they have a pretty good secondary this year. That's it. They can't stop the run. We barely have a pass rush. We don't have an offense. We suck against dual threat quarterbacks. I cannot stress that enough. We are Garbo against dual threat quarterback. Hell, you know what? Mac Jones might be the play because he'll have three and a half quarters of garbage time. Mac Jones might be a top 10 quarterback this week, folks, because he'll have so much garbage time to throw the football. The Blake Bortles playbook. Might fucking be Matt Corral out there later on. Who knows? Love it. God fucking won't be won't be Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Practice squad. You you want to know how much of a bitch the Patriots are in this whole? You must have uh you must have a second quarterback act or you must have three quarterbacks on the roster, right? Bailey Zappi is listed as the QB two on the roster. Matt Corral is the QB three. So in order to have three quarterbacks, you must have a second quarterback active. Now they have to be on your fifty three though. Correct. No, there's a way around it. They could activate Matt Corral and put him as the technical quarterback. So Albert Breer, or who was it? Mike Reese put it out there. The the guy okay. who covers the Patriots for ESPN. So I trust him unless this yeah, was debunked. Sure. But no, no, no. I, so the way I heard it, and I'll, I'm going to let you finish. Um, the way I heard it was they have to be on the 53, but they don't count against your game day 46. So I've been confused about this when I saw all the quarterbacks cut. So please work through this because maybe this is what I'm missing. All I know is that I read it and said they could keep Zappy on the practice squad and elevate Matt Corral because that is how it is on the on the depth chart. One, two, three. And that's all I know. I have no idea if that could work because they kept the one kid too. Uh, is it Cunningham? Malik Cunningham. They put Malik him on Cunningham the is also well. on the practice yeah. squad. Yeah. God, I'd rather him than Mac Jones at this point. I just need something interesting. I just want something interesting to watch. All right. Uh, talking props real quick. Josh says J.K. Dobbins higher than 55 and a half rushing yards. Aforementioned, obviously. Ryan, you have Deontay Johnson over four and a half receptions. As good as San Francisco's defense is their weak point, our corners, they don't have a great one. We talked so, about this last year. They gave up like top 10 points to fantasy wide receivers, even though they were a great defense. They were a great defense. They started giving up top 10 because Emmanuel Mosley went down in week four. And after that, Telenoa Hufunga had to start playing deep safety. And that is not really. Not where he where he is best. Their corners are Charvarius Ward, dog shit, uh, Diamador Lenore, and Isaiah Oliver. Yeah. Not really good. The weak point is their secondary. The reason they are so good. Yeah, Johnson might catch ten balls this week. Oh, easily, easily. Uh, not questions hear the end of that to... on Monday morning. <laughs> Let's fly through this to end the show. Elixirs, Rashad White, Jameer Gibbs, Tony Pollard in a standard. Ryan. I'm not sitting Tony Pollard, but I'm really intrigued by Jameer Gibbs. Not, not Rashad White is the answer. <laughs> Ryan. All right, Josh. Correct. You're sitting Rashad White this week. Well, he has to. Oh, he's sitting oh, one. Sitting oh, thank one. God. Oh, those, oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah, sit Rashad, Rashad White. White. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this is easy. Rashad White. Uh, King Oahu, thoughts on Kyle Pitts. Accidentally drafted him over Waller. Any underrated tight ends I could look into to possibly pick off the wire? 
I uh, love that Ryan Kyle literally Pitts. just talked about one, Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson, <laughs> yeah. but I love that Kyle Pitts is now an accidentally picked him. <laughs> like, first of all, I like Kyle Pitts this week going up against Carolina. I think you're going to be absolutely fine. I don't think you need to go out and grab anybody. Yeah, you should be good this week. But if you really do want someone, Jawan Johnson. Carolina's he, Carolina's linebackers are built for pass rush. I don't, I don't think they're going to have anybody who can cover Pitts. Now, they do have a nice secondary with three very good safeties, so that could be interesting. But Jeremy Chin is the best one, and he probably won't cover him. Who knows? They're actually talking about playing Chin in the box, which lends it to yourself. Where that is where he yeah. should play because yeah, he's then they're ridiculous. Play. They've got some other late round targets. I would mention too Hayden Hurst from oh, Carolina. Absolutely, yep. I think that's definitely a late round target you can look to grab. Um, maybe not this week, but one of either Mike Gasecki or Hunter Henry. I'm very curious to see how those two are used. Shut up with Shut the up. Patriots, simply nope. because they don't have wide receivers at all. Jake, they're got, you know, they got to throw it to somebody. Jake Ferguson in Dallas is rostered in, I think, fewer than 5% of leagues right now. It's There you go. Uh, guys, I'm going to take this one. Okay? Oh. I'll just take this one. Uh, third pick in the draft, if Chase and uh, Jamar uh, Jamar Jefferson. What? Um, He's you know, like definitely going to be available. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Are they going to go on Tyree Kill? If you let Christian McCaffrey go after the third okay. pick, you deserve every loss that comes to you. Christopher, I think you're new here, and I need you to know I'm very intense. Draft Christian McCaffrey. He averages 25-plus points when healthy in fantasy football. There is nobody that does that. The answer was Travis Kelsey until he could miss a month. Fuck you, Ryan. The answer is Christian <laughs> McCaffrey. No doubt. I was gonna say either McCaffrey or Eckler, which one of whichever one of those two you McCaffrey. like. McCaffrey. I'm no. fine. I'm fine with Tyree Kill if you if you truly feel that going wide receiver is where you want to go, you can make the case he is the wide receiver three. That's fine. McCaffrey. If Chase and, and Jefferson are gone, for me, it's running back in this instance. Yeah. I am fine taking Chase or Justin Jefferson over a running back. Fine. I'm not that guy. I won't do it, but that's fine if you do choose I that. I say yeah, you definitely won't. Tyreek Hill, 50% of his games are wide receiver one. 50% of them are outside of the top 36. That's not a third overall pick. That's a late first round pick. Taysom Hill, two plus touchdowns this week. They might be passing touchdowns. El Elixir's new to the two tutty special. Welcome to the team, buddy. <laughs> so Taysom Hill is now a lock for like zero touches. He's now a lock. Sweet teabag thoughts on this fantasy trade. I'm in a super flex. He has Mahomes, Lawrence, and Goff. Pretty good three stack quarterbacks there. Traded Lawrence, Josh Jacobs, and DK Metcalf for Bijan Robinson and Tyree Kill. You won. I I really like Lawrence in a super flex, but I don't think you lost. I think Bijan's going to eat, but I think the Tyree Kill is what makes this trade for you. I'll, I'll give it to you with Tyree Kill. Kill yeah. Metcalf. And Robinson's this was my question Jake after up. the fact, is this redraft or is it dynasty? Because redraft. it's redraft, I'm a lot more comfortable with this trade. Yeah. Because you still do have a solid QB2 in, in Jared Goff. But again, I like I'm completely fine hoarding quarterbacks in Superflex, whether it's redraft. I have to have a third. Fantasy. So I'm hoping there's yeah. somebody, Desmond Ritter or somebody out there, Sam Howell, hiding on your waivers that you can maybe go grab because I definitely want a third with that uh, extra roster spot you have now. Correct. I, I love it. I think I think you 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 have a guy to replace Lawrence in the starting lineup, so I think you're fine. I mean, you're counting your blessings fair. that your starting Goff, lineup got better. That's a great point, Joe. Your starting lineup got infinitely better. Yeah, he has Desmond he has Ritter. Desmond Ritter. There, you <laughs> there you go. Yep. All right. That is all she Week wrote. One, baby. Week one, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, outro. Kick it to Josh to read off the shows slash articles. Yeah, yeah because so I know organic. you want. That's why I figure so, it's just easier for me to do. I'll do it. it. You want me to do it? What Go an for it. What an organic segue. Yeah, what an organic segue. <laughs> Read directly from the show sheet. Yeah, it's like the news. Shows don't get too cute with Zach and his daughter Madison dropping 9 a.m. Eastern every Thursday. Sneaky Flex hosted by Kelly. Uh, and the Sneaky Girls Rona Maisie is back Thursday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. DFS Academy, our new DFS show with Ryan, Kelly, and Austin Amendolia Friday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. Starts at different day is back, folks. Myself and Faith, and presumably one to two guests every single week, Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Dynasty After Party with Sicoli and Joel, Sunday nights at 7.30. 
and Monday's Anxiety, our weekend recap show, Ryan and Josh, Mondays, 11 a.m. Eastern. Upcoming articles, DFS matchup report, Wednesday morning, stream of the week, dropping Thursday and Friday. A-list uh, cashes in session. Wow, that's a long one. Austin Amendolia dropping Friday, DFS cash games. Uh, Fantasy Football Diary from Rachel drops Friday night. Wide receiver matchups with Roxanne Saturday mornings. Talking props by the team dropping on Saturday, which is underdog player props. Pick them up. Ryan Weiss, Tuesday morning, waivers. If that's not enough for you, go somewhere else. I don't really know what to tell you. Follow us on YouTube. On Twitter, there's going to be a lot. ClubFantasyFFL.com. Go you. What a day. Go us. Happy week one, folks. I love it. LFG. For Josh, Ryan, myself, you can follow Club Fantasy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Club Fantasy FFL. The URL is ClubFantasyFFL.com. Always remember, defense wins championships. Offense wins fantasy football. We will see you next week.